get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the Cardinals broadcaster for Bally Sports Midwest. He's Danny Mack joining us here on the show. Dan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Good afternoon, fellas. Good to have you. Hey, that game was awesome. Uh, that felt like a playoff game last night. And I know the result didn't go the Cardinals way, but uh, what was that like for you to be able to be at part of the atmosphere once again with full crowd out there at Bush Stadium watching what felt like a playoff game? It did feel like a playoff game, BK, and it's April 26th, and you don't get that very often. And I do think that throughout the season, regular season, you you have those games that move like that, and pitchers are on, and you have the competition that's uh, amped up a little bit because both teams are off to good starts and probably two of the best teams in the National League. And then the, the sidebar is a future Hall of Famer and Max Scherzer, and he was just awesome last night. And he's a hometown kid. And then Miles Michaelis, they're going pitch by pitch, inning by inning with each other. And it was going to be, and I said this on the game, I said it's going to be one mistake that maybe cost one or the other team. You know, it's it's that tight of a game. And it did have that feel of a playoff game because of everything I just mentioned. And the Cardinals made a couple of mistakes in that ninth inning, and it cost them the game. But uh, in terms of just if you're a baseball fan, whether you're a Cardinal fan or a Mets fan, that is great baseball, and I, I said that a bunch last night. This is a great Major League Baseball game, and it was last night. That was fun. Dan, what have you made from Miles Michaelis' starts this season? In his last threes, 18 and two-thirds innings, and he's only given up one run. Are we seeing Miles Michaelis' 2018 version again? I think so, and the reason why is health. And if you watched his first start, and I was looking at – some of the, the film from his Pittsburgh start, it looked like a guy to me that maybe wasn't quite ready to break north and go from spring training to regular season, uh, cool afternoon, maybe lack of a grip on a ball. But the one thing I did notice is that he, he was cutting himself off. And what that means is he, he just wasn't finishing his pitches. You could see he would leave some stuff up. And the last three starts, he's bearing that breaking ball down and into a lefty. He's got good velocity. He's locating in all four quadrants of the strike zone when he wants to with just about any pitch. And uh, I talked to him the other day on the road trip, and I said, you know, what do you think this is is like for you? What's what's going on? He said, I'm, I'm finally healthy. You know, when I throw a pitch, it feels like it's supposed to feel coming out of my arm. 
And if I do have soreness, it's soreness. It's not being hurt. And there's a difference between the two. And so as long as he can stay healthy, I would imagine that he'll have a pretty solid year for the Cardinals. We're talking to Danny Mack here on 101 ESPN Cardinals broadcaster for Bally Sports Midwest. Dan, what have you seen from the Cardinals shortstop position so far this year? Well, where would you like me to go? <laughs> okay, let me, <laughs> let me ask this in a better way. Edmundo Sosa last night got an opportunity. That's a tough spot, man. You're going up against Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in baseball. But he ended up looking overmatched in most of his at-bats. And we've seen the struggles from Paul DeYoung so far this year. I, I think Paul DeYoung's expected to be back in the lineup today. Do you give him a little bit further uh, of a runway here? I think you have to. and I know that some fans don't want to hear that. I'll put it this way, BK. I think the runway has gotten shorter. Okay, I, I think there's a runway there for him to work himself out of it. But I think the runway has gotten a lot shorter. And, and that's how I would put it. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think if they see that there's come, you know, could be favorable matchups for either one of these guys, then that guy gets the edge that night. Um, and you're right. It was a really tough spot for Sosa last night. Here's a guy that really hasn't played all that much. And timing does become an issue coming out of spring training. And then all of a sudden, he didn't play for like seven or ten days. And they put him in the starting lineup, and he got a couple of knocks. Ollie even brought it up in a hitters meeting and, and, and singled out Sosa and said, hey, I want to give this guy credit. He was ready to hit. He was ready to go. We love the aggressive nature. You, you know, he, he kept himself sharp, knowing that he was going to start on the bench. Got a little run over the weekend in Cincinnati and then the Scherzer game. And he wasn't the only one that was overmatched. I'll tell you what, For Matt sure. was, you know, on last night. But the point is, when you haven't been playing a lot, and then all of a sudden you're asked to be you know, you're still trying to get your timing, and then all of a sudden you're asked to be a guy that goes head-to-head with Max Scherzer. You're asking a lot. But um, this is the big leagues, and as Tim McCarver would always say, it's the big leagues, man. <laughs> so it's the big leagues, and you got to figure it out. But to the original point of what you were talking about, I just think the runway maybe has gotten a little bit shorter for Paul. We'll see how it plays out. Dan, the one thing that I, I love about Ali so far in the early portion of the season is his aggressiveness, whether it's the Paul DeYoung decision or I heard your comments about talking to him Sunday before that game where typically the manager goes with a getaway game and he said, no, these are the games that matter at the end of the season. We want to win. We're treating it like a playoff game. I love the aggressiveness of Ali Marmol. I do too. I, I like his direct nature too. And I, I think that we got a little taste of that last night, which is what I see behind the scenes. When I ask him questions, he's very uh, upfront, forthright, honest with me to the point direct. And when he was asked about what happened on that, that play at first base with uh, Gallegos, he said, Hey, he, he made a mistake. He, he's got to be at the bag. He, he broke late, cost us the game. He knows it. We know it. Everybody knows it. And and I think people appreciate the direct nature. I, I know that players just want honesty, good or bad. Hey, I'm, I'm not in the lineup because tell me why. Or you're not putting me in in this situation. Why? And Ali will say, well, here's what I was thinking. This, 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 and this. And you go, okay. And, and I, I think players do appreciate that. So as we grow along with Ali and learning more about him and his managerial style, um, I think people will uh, enjoy the direct nature of which he addresses the media, and I think the players like that as well. And, uh, Alex, as you said, I, I do think he's going to be aggressive in making changes if he feels that changes need to be done. I was talking about that with BT before the game yesterday, Dan, uh, down on the field, and 
so much of that job now is just communication, whether it be with the media, with his players, with the other departments within the team. It's all about communicating. And he so far, it's early on, but seems to be doing a pretty good job of that. Dan, I did want to ask you about one of the pieces of news that came out today for Major League Baseball. They're still going to cut down the rosters to 26 men starting on May 2nd, but they are changing a piece of this. Instead of it being a 13-man pitching staff that you are limited to, now you can have 14 pitchers on the staff. How do you think this applies to the Cardinals as they're making their decisions over the next week or so, especially with Jordan Hicks still trying to ramp himself up into a regular starter's load? Yeah, it's a good question, and especially with Verhagen now not in the lineup or in the uh, uh, bullpen and having been somewhat stretched out, that that was a guy that you could piggyback with him. You know, tonight would be a perfect example of that. Um, and I think you could you could lengthen Brooks a little bit. Um, and another guy that, that would come to mind, obviously, is Jake Woodford. So they're going to have a decision on that trio, uh, I would think. And, and to me, Palante, with what he has shown so far, and in particular what he did in Miami, um, that was really good. And he came in, that was the game that Miles started, 0-0. Alcantara on the other side, and he came in, I believe, in the sixth inning, and then gave you two scoreless innings. And then he was also showing that when he was behind in the count, he could throw his secondary pitches for strikes. That is a huge difference from the minor leagues to the major leagues. And those guys that are successful coming out of a bullpen can do that. Throw a pitch, uh, curveball, slider, changeup, fastball at any point in the count, and when you're behind in the count. So I, I think he's really made a case for himself to stay. But to your point, and, I, and Hicks is going to stay in the rotation, um, until he gets fully stretched out, it does complicate it a little bit for the Cardinals. Dan, what do you think the best-case scenario is for Jake Woodford? Do you think it's going down to Memphis and being a part of their rotation? Well, if he's not going to pitch, it is. And, we, you know, we've seen him one time since April 10th. And I, I think he's a valuable guy. Um, I don't think this is because of a lack of uh, productivity because if you looked at the 17-game winning streak last year, he turned the corner. There was something there, whether it's between the ears or he did something mechanical, but he was a different pitcher. He, he looked really good and like he belonged. Um, so if you're not going to use him, though, if, if there's not a spot, then he, he becomes your, your pseudo sixth starter, I would think, and you stretch him out and let him uh, start down in Memphis. And that may be the best thing that, that could happen for him at this point just because there hasn't been – a lot of opportunities that have presented itself to where they, they liked what they were. You know, a lot of times with a guy like that, you say, okay, we're going to get him in this game tonight, and then the game does not unfold like you thought, or they felt more comfortable with a different matchup, or the game stayed tight, or it was a blowout, don't want to waste him because we have a guy tomorrow that we need uh, innings from out of the bullpen. All those things, and it just it was kind of a perfect storm at times because I talked to Ali about it to where, there was times that they wanted to use them, but then that perfect storm hit and they just couldn't do it. So maybe the, the best thing for him would be to, to go down to the minor leagues, go back in the rotation and be stretched out. Dan, to stick in that bullpen for just another second, I, I did want to ask you, you've been around this team for a long time. You've seen a lot of bullpens over the years. When you look at just the way that this thing is constructed right now, and you know, we do our, our Cardinals bullpen circle of trust. I think we've got seven guys in there right now. It seems like everybody that comes out of the pen right now, you trust them to get the job done. Can you remember a time early in a season where you had this much trust in the guys that were coming out of the pen with this deep of a pen? 
Man, that's a good question. I don't think this time early in the season, and I say that, I mean, I remember seeing bullpens that were really good in the the mid-2000s, early 2000s. They had some good bullpens, too, and those were championship teams. But it it took a while for it to develop. Like, for instance, in 2004, I believe the club, they wound up winning 100-plus games, but they started 15-15. and And what happened was the rotation never missed a turn in the rotation until the very, very end of the season, uh, going into like maybe the, the second or third week of September. So it was a five-man rotation, never missed a spot, and their bullpen was solid, had a great closer at the back end and Izzy, and everything just kind of fed off of that to where when I'm looking at year by year, it's, in my opinion, very, very tough to say, that guy is a given coming out of the bullpen. Had a great year last year, but what's it going to be this year? Or the guy that had a poor year last year all of a sudden figures it out uh, and becomes a, a guy that you can lean on. So uh, I don't remember this early feeling that comfortable about a bullpen. And I, I'm with you guys. I, I'm very, very uh, comfortable with that bullpen and, and feel that these guys will keep games close if you're behind or if you have a lead, they'll protect it more times than not. So it will be before it's all said and done for the course of a season. I would imagine one of the strengths of this team, and it already has been maybe the strength of the team, just how well their bullpen is pitched. It's wild because the only guys that have an ERA right now for coming out of the pen over three are Drew Verhagen and Aaron Brooks, and those guys are in kind of different roles in what we're talking about here. And then Giovanni Gallegos, and last night he, he should have lost zero runs if he just runs over to the base. It's, it's kind yeah. of crazy the way that it's constructed. Dan, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk with you again soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys.